In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. And we are here every week helping you take control of your career, giving you the tools and resources that you need to do that. Today, we have an awesome guest with us who is going to share some of the tools we need for new challenges or recurring challenges, I guess, in the economy. Jessica Hill-Holm is a leadership and executive coach, and she helps people with burnout and especially when we're talking about layoffs and corporate burnout. So Jessica, we're excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much. And I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So we know that there's layoffs going off, going going on around the world and that many people are also feeling burnt out. So you've got Mm -hmm. this kind of, it's a tension, right? Between I'm burned out, so I'd like to take a break, Mm -hmm. but then I'm worried about getting laid off and what will happen if I take a break? Will I be first in line for that layoff? Tell us a little bit, let's start with the burnout topic. What are some of the warning signs of corporate burnout and how can people recognize them early? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that there are, you know, different signs, of course, for different people, but I think that there are some few common things that you can look for is, you know, starting with insomnia, for example, you know, having a difficulty to sleep, fall asleep and, you know, thinking about working, staying asleep, doing, you know, work-related stress. That is one thing. And of course, you know, decreased performance. And also kind of losing the passion for your work. That is also one thing that, you know, you don't have the passion for your work anymore. So those are a few signs that you can see uh, what I have seen in the past. Yeah. And so people might be feeling just um, either overstressed or almost checked out. (laughs) It's it's like two two, uh, extremes of the same challenge. Yes. I would say so. And you can kind of also, what I've been, you know, seeing as well, that, you know, uh, a lot of negativity. Uh, You can also hear when people are, you know, uh, I would say this, and at work, and if there's a lot of changes going on, they might react in a negative way and so on. That can also be a sign as well. So, and I think that, there is a lot of changes around the world and a lot of, you know, due to recession and all of that, that people are affected right now. So kind of have to be really kind of aware of that as a leader as well to kind of look at your uh, employees and listen and see what's going on. Because I think that you as a leader can find these signals in your teams today if you really are present. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that, more about that. What would a leader look for in their team being burned out? So we talked about some of the um, identifying factors that I'm burned out, but if I'm a leader, what are some of the factors that might show me my team is burned out? 
Yes, I think that uh, for a leader, I think it can also be negativity, detachment, you know, kind of if you have meetings, for example, you can see that people may not be engaged in things like that. They can also be, um, you know, getting uh, locked into their office, don't coming out and join. Let's say, for example, in Sweden, where I'm from, it's very common that we have fika, which is, you know, coffee break. Uh, you know, people don't join in those social events, so to say. So that could be things to look for as a leader and, uh, you know, the social withdrawal, so to say. And then um, uh, I would say also decreased performance. Uh, maybe someone that has been a top performer and also usually have a high um, uh, let's say that they have been having high performance or productivity before and now you can see that it's going down that can also be a sign for a leader to look at yeah yeah so they might be um, pulling back they might be just not showing up um, or maybe even that anxious like you said kind of negative that they're there all the time and they're overworking and yes. you can see that as well yes Correct. So once we've identified that burnout, let's start on the leadership side of things. What could a leader do to help their teams mitigate that burnout? Well, I think, first of all, I think what's important is to lead by example, of course, uh, to kind of, you know, show the way yourself. But I think that it is also important for you to set clear boundaries and don't have a uh, you know, that you don't contact people after work hours, for example. Uh, also to uh, help people prioritize sometimes. And uh, I think also to talk about it, to show that this is, you know, it's okay. And I think that we, we need to start talking about these things that there's nothing you know so to say wrong with you if this happens you know and there is a way back and I think leaders need to be showing more empathy about these things as well uh, because it can happen to anyone and you know it can happen to leaders employees entrepreneurs it, no one is immune so to say so I think that you know to make it acceptable I think that is a very big um, key here as well. So the leaders are talking about it. They're also managing their own um, activity. And I use the scheduling system, right? So that if yes. I'm sending an email late at night, it, yes. I schedule it to go out the next morning so that people yes. don't, <laughs> don't get bothered by me at night unless there's something important that we really need to be talking about. Right. I totally agree. I think that's a good, you know, good way to go about it. What have you seen leaders do differently in this virtual workspace? So I would imagine it's harder maybe to see people are struggling when they're virtual. How are mm -hmm. leaders noticing the virtual and also addressing it virtually I think that uh, one thing is that to have uh, both like 
check-ins, uh, daily check-ins. I have um, a really good example from a leader that I have uh, worked with closely. And he usually, you know, has a Teams group for his uh, team and they check in every day uh, just to say hi. So he knows that, you know, everything is fine and so on. And then, you know, they have uh, not... Uh, weekly, but bi-weekly one-to-ones, just, you know, short 15 minutes to kind of take the, you know, how are things, uh, you know, what is the workload and so on. By doing so, he has created uh, an environment that people feel that they can reach out to him in any, you know, any stage of where they, if they have a lot of workload and so on. So I think that by creating that uh, environment that he is, uh, you know, open to talk and he is interested in their, you know, workload and how work is going, it has created that the relationship is very open. I think that is one thing. And then also, once again, it's, important to have boundaries even though you work virtually and also take them to remind the team to take you know breaks during the day and don't book or you know schedule back-to-back meetings uh, also uh, to have those maybe 15 minutes in between and I think that's important for a leader to remind the team to do so as well. Yeah, that's that's um, that is challenging, especially in the digital space, to mm-hmm. both recognize that and then find ways to manage it that don't increase it. Right? You add a social event where you think, oh, we'll get yes. people out of their shells, but then it adds one other thing to their plate. Yes, um, that's always challenging. Yes, and I think also, you know, working, you know, a lot of things uh, was challenging during, you know, the pandemic. But one thing that we have seen uh, coming into the digital space is that we are working globally now uh, and we're working across borders, time zones and so on. And that is also one aspect to take into this that um, people might talk, you know, let's say, for example, I'm located in Sweden, which is Central Eastern time. I can be having meetings with someone in New York, and then I can have meetings with someone in Australia during the same day. And then it becomes a very long hours due to that. So uh, that is also something to take into aspect. Yeah, yes, definitely. Well, and when we think about that people are burned out, but they're also stressed out, <laughs> it gives it an extra, you know, gives it an extra uh, challenge for everyone yes. because it's not just, we can't just take a break. It's not really that easy. And I think a lot of times our um, strategies for handling burnout can be somewhat um classist you know that a lot of the strategies require money or talk about taking time off that maybe not everyone can do so we're going to dive into those strategies that individuals can use to manage their burnout and Mm -hmm. we've got i don't we've got time for maybe one your top strategy uh for people managing their own individual burnout before we take our little break here Yes, I think, you know, uh, exercise is one thing, of course, and that doesn't, you know, you can take walks, 
you can, you know, uh, go out running and you can do things. Outdoors is a really good thing uh, for, you know, handling uh, burnout. And in Sweden, we have actually a lot of people, you know, our welfare system, we're really good protected when we get we get 80% off paid if we on sick leave uh, due to our welfare system. And then the doctors put in the medical note that they need to exercise. So that is a really good thing to do. And it doesn't cost money. You don't have to go to a gym or uh, to buy an expensive gym card. You can go out for walks, go out to the woods or to the park and things like that. So that is my top. Um, yeah, say that's oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> My master's thesis when I was in undergrad in the honors program, we had to do a master's thesis, yeah. which was kind of interesting. But it was on the the impact of exercise and mental health, yes. and uh, it was just a literature review and of all the research that had been done around the impact of exercise and mental health. And as you said, it doesn't have to be go to a gym or anything. It's just finding that opportunity to work out. And now there are so many even free videos on YouTube or whatever, where they go through yoga, whatever, whatever your Mm -hmm. uh, modality of, of exercise is, there's something there. Exactly. So good. And just getting outside and taking a walk and those outdoors have a, another impact on it, even beyond the exercise. Yes. True. Well, we are going to take a short break before we do that. I'll just say that Career Thought Leaders is starting their career transition coach training program in two weeks. And that's a program that people take when they want to become career coaches and they want a process for walking people through career exploration and decision making. And also coaches who've had training in coaching, but not the career specific process of helping someone determine what they want to do, how do they leverage what they've been doing in the past and make a transition into something new. So if you are in the coaching field and you're interested in adding that career transition work to your toolbox, the program gives you all the processes that you would need, worksheets, coaching tools, coaching questions to help someone decide, explore, decide, and move forward with their career transition. So you can check out the Career Thought Leaders website and that Certified Career Transition Coach Program. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about what you can do to manage your burnout beyond this great tip that we were just talking about in terms of exercise. We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guests today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. now back to the career confidant Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Jessica Hill-Holm about burnout and what you can do if you're a leader and you want to help your team with their burnout or if you're individually feeling burned out. And that's what we had just started into a little bit before we took our break, Jessica. So tell me, beyond exercise, what are some of the other strategies that people are using to manage burnout? I think, you know, to recharge fully, that means that you take time off or you take the, let's say, the weekend and really, you know, do things that you enjoy, you know, eat well as well. And then also meditation uh, is also one thing that's very helpful when you have uh, been through burnout or going through it, I would say. Uh, And then set realistic goals because I think sometimes uh, what I have seen with the people I have worked they want to sometimes the head is more ready than the body so to say they want to get back to work fast Uh, but uh, set realistic goals what you're going to achieve you know week by week and make it like a um, step by step so to say before you know you be back fully so it needs to take time i think that is also an important thing to remember so you know recharge uh, set realistic goals and do things you know like mindfulness and yoga and those things as well yeah and i, I think when we look at people who might be burned out that might not have the opportunity to quote unquote, take time off from work, mm-hmm. mindfulness, little breaks during the day, walking yes. during the middle of the day, finding ways to get a break, even if you can't take a week off from work, you know, maybe exactly. you have a sick kid and you can't take the the time off. What could you do finding little breaks, little ways to kind of achieve the same goal, right? Yes, I think that, you know, also, if possible, uh, you know, take help from friends and family, you know, to ha- if you have someone to lean on that, so you can also get that, you know, uh, 
help if you have, you know, someone needs to take care of your children, if you need to have a break and so on. So take help is also uh, something that could be very helpful. Uh, I think also um, what have helped a lot of people is reading, taking, uh, you know, putting away the digital, you know, the phone, TV and so on. Uh, and also, of course, eating healthy is another thing. Drink a lot of water, we say in Sweden as well, and stay away from, you know, caffeine or alcohol. Things like that you can take off uh, from, you know, take out of your life. That's uh, going to help, you know, for you to feel better uh, as well. Yeah. That's so true that some of those little decisions and some of them save money. Yes. <laughs> some of them save money if you're not going to do alcohol or some of those things might yes. save some money while yes. you're while you're getting more healthy. Um, so talk to me a little bit about we're working on our burnout, but we might also feel like we've got to prepare for a potential layoff yes. in our company. Mm-hmm. What can people do to start preparing for those? Yes, I think that uh, one thing I always say is that when change is coming, uh, either if it's good or bad, you know, people always get affected, right? But I think that one thing that you should say is try to stay grounded, even if it's easy to say, but try to kind of stay calm. Uh, But what we can do is also, uh, you know, if if we're going to connect, to career, you know, look over your uh, resume and of course your LinkedIn profile. That is one thing. Uh, Look over your network uh, and then of course uh, try and see if there is anything else that you can do. Try to stay updated. What's going on? Uh, What is the uh, company? What kind of signals are they sending, so to say. Yeah, so staying aware, which can be a challenge if you want to stick your head in the sand. We can't do that. Uh, we got to stay aware. And then, as you said, stay connected, which also helps with the mental health aspect. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, not all of us have the possibility to have like a you know, savings or an emergency fund. Uh, but if you have the possibility maybe to try and save some money as well, even though it, these days it's quite hard for a lot of us, uh, but that could also uh, be something to kind of have in mind because sometimes, you know, you can cover some living expenses if, if you know, this big layoff is coming. Right. And if you have some time to prepare, (laughs) that's always a good idea to start making an emergency fund. Yes. And then, of course, you know, in my company where I have been working for the last two and a half years, we have been uh, given like career counseling. So uh, some people who been within the company and the company has been reorgan having reorganization have 
been helping the employees to have career counseling, you know, going over the resumes, CVs and so on. And some companies might offer that for free. So that could also be a good thing to look into as well. Yeah. Yeah, take, take an advantage of whatever resources you have available yes. to you. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes into thinking about the skills that people might want to increase. Um, how do they figure out what skills might be important so they could address some of those or take advantage of some of those opportunities? Yes, I think, you know, first of all, you know, to look over what skills do I have and then uh, kind of do a self-assessment and see, okay, where do I want to go? Um, if I want to go over to this role or this uh, industry, so to say, what do I need to, do I need another certificate? Do I need to do LinkedIn learning? What do I need to do? But I think it's, you know, looking over kind of what you have today and where you want to go. So it's also good to set, you know, uh, goals connected to that, you know, define specific, you know, uh, skills and development goals that you have. And, uh, and then also to have this lifelong learning uh, mindset is important, I think, because the more you learn and the more skills that you acquire, the more is that companies want to hire people who kind of are up to date, right? And then also um, look over if you need, like I said, professional certifications, or if there is within the company. Sometimes uh, I used to work for H&M for many years and they used to have, you know, certain trainings that you can take within the company. So do that as well. So kind of prepare yourself and take courses and, you know, there's a lot of uh, LinkedIn learning as well that are free uh, that you can take yeah. through companies as well. Yeah. Yeah, and there's then, so many opportunities. Sometimes that's yes. the challenge is figuring out which things are really <laughs> yes. going to make a difference for you. Yes. And it depends, you know, which one, uh, which role you want to get into, of course. Uh, but then you can Maybe you have a mentor or someone in your network that you can sit down and talk to and kind of look, okay, if you want to have this role, let's say you want to be, become a store manager, for example, uh, what do you need to become that? Then you need this course and this course. So get some help there as well. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, last um, question here is what can managers and leaders do as we face these threats of layoffs? How can they help individuals out? Well, I think the first uh, thing is, you know, to be transparent and communicate what's going on. Uh, of course, I think that is uh, one thing. Then also to... Um, understand that you know even though we have to do this big change and it's very you know both sad and unfortunate that we have to do it you know to be there for your um, 
you know, employees to listen and understand that there is a lot of fears coming with this and uh, people will get, you know, both nervous. And so, so as a leader to kind of be open and show empathy, I think that's very important as well, because this is people's lives that we're talking about. And, you know, they might not know they're going to have a job, you know, in six months or so. So I think that also to show that, uh, you know, we're working with people. So I think it's very important to show that as well. And uh, I think that also uh, you have to be giving the right information at the right time, so to say, so you don't uh, blurt everything out at once. You have to have a communication plan and take, you know, step by step uh, with the timing, what's what's going to happen when, and also logistics, if there's anything uh, connected to that as well. So I think that as a leader, you have to kind of see the holistic view, not just um, bits and pieces. You have to show the whole timeline, so to say, so people understand and it's important for people in change like this to understand why. So um, show that as well, because honesty is very important in this, uh, you know, stage, I would say. And uh, like I said, again, people are going to know, want to know why. So it's important to explain the reasons why. Why is this happening? Uh, even if it's due to financial challenges or other factors, I would say. Yeah. Well, I love that the insights that you're sharing and helping people really think about how they can be better leaders as, as well as how they can take care of themselves as these two ideas um, come back around burnout and layoffs and coming back around at the same time. Tell people how they can follow your content, Jessica, where can they find your information so that they can keep learning from you? Yes. Well, they can uh, find me on Instagram at Jessica underscore Hillholm, or they can find me on LinkedIn as Jessica Hillholm. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. And I'm, I know people got a lot out of it. We are going to take a short break. We're going to say goodbye to Jessica, but we'll be back here on the Career Confidant to continue the conversation. So thank you so much, Jessica, and we'll be right back here on the Career Confidant. Thank you so much. Bye. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about burnout and layoffs, which are coming together to make this very challenging space for people that are in the workplace. So you might be feeling the pressure and and challenges of burnout, having been through COVID and now on the back end where I feel like there's all these expectations that remain, but the... um, way that we were being nice to each other has kind of faded. I gave each other all these leniencies during COVID and that's faded. But a lot of the challenges of COVID still exist for people. And of course, coming back around, people getting sick again. Um, and then you think about the self-care, the other care that's been heightened since covid And yet we've gotten back to this place where we some ways expect business as usual. And now you talk about layoffs and I don't, I don't even think we're talking about a recession, but for some reason there's a challenge in the workplace of jobs and and job availability and layoffs. And we're feeling that pressure put together with the pressure of already being burned out, done enough, do doing enough, can't do anymore. (laughs) And yet, if I don't do anymore, will I be first on the chopping block when it comes to these layoffs? One of the, the areas that's been pointed out to me around this topic is that oftentimes our burnout recovery tools assume that you have time and money. So go get a massage or Um, take some time off from work. All those are great if you have the opportunity to do it, but they may not be realistic for everyone. 
And so I love that Jessica shared some thoughts that are realistic for most people getting some kind of, um, you know, getting some kind of exercise, even if that's just in your basement with YouTube or your living room with YouTube or taking a walk outside and doing that in the middle of the workday is nice because it gives you that opportunity to really get a break if you can. If not, doing it, you know, before or after work, just 15 minutes can be can make a huge difference, especially if you are getting outside and getting that additional boost of nature. If you work in the middle of a city, of course, that's not going to work, but maybe you can do a a YouTube session in your living room where it's a walk and there's someone in nature. I bet it's out there. If we just looked for it and searched for it on YouTube or TikTok, you could find where someone's walking in nature as part of their meditation or yoga or whatever that you could pretend to get out into nature. So I like that because it is accessible for most people. Obviously, if you aren't physically able to walk, maybe getting outside in your chair or doing some kind of, obviously there's chair yoga, uh, lots of other things that we can do to get a little bit of exercise, no matter what our physical ability might be. And then thinking about what does it look like to take a break? Maybe I don't have vacation at my work, or I don't have enough vacation left because of other things that have happened. How could I take a break at work in a different way. This is one of the <clears throat> topics that I love about positive intelligence and the, he calls them PQ reps, positive intelligence reps that you can do where you have a physical connection, rubbing your fingertips together, noticing your feet on the floor, even noticing features of the person that you're talking to or noticing the features of the person who's across the screen from you on Zoom, those can all be ways to take a break while you're working and just reconnect with your physical experience, your physical wisdom. It gives you an opportunity to pause and really have that mental part of the break, even if you can't physically take a break. So you might not be able to go out and go for a walk or do some of those activities, but you might be able to either think about your feet on the floor, your butt in the seat, your fingertips rubbing together, your eyes really seeing something even out the window. Um, there's some research that's been done on looking out the window while we're on Zoom calls and all of that, that ability to just check out for a minute. And I would set a timer so that you get the full minute or whatever you're going to do and have that opportunity to, to check out and then know that you're going to be okay. You're going to come back to whatever you're doing because sometimes it can cause some extra anxiety to think, okay, I've got to take a break, but I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to take a break. And that makes me even more anxious knowing that I should take a break, but I've got to get back on time. So start small, find little opportunities in your day to either get that physical exercise or the mental escape of meditation, mindfulness, positive intelligence, whatever you want to call it. 
to me, meditation always had this connotation of something that you're going to spend a long time doing and you have to, you know, have the perfect space and have the perfect mindset and sit still for a really long time. And none of that worked with my life, my lifestyle, my business, kids, plus, 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 right? And so I really enjoy the thought of positive intelligence, the shorter, uh, the shorter time frames, the physical piece of it that makes it more tangible for me and the just different way of looking at it. If you've got something that works for you, prayer, whatever it might be, those can be opportunities to present, prevent or restore from burnout. Now, the big one is finding the opportunity to have a conversation with the powers that be in your life, in your work, and actually move structurally some of the things that are causing your burnout. Because no, no amount of meditation or exercise or even time off is going to fix it if this structure still exists that you are buried. If you are buried, actually taking a break, some of those things can make it worse. So you want to think about how can you change the structure? Who can you ask for help? How can you communicate to your superiors that this is not sustainable for you? And if you're not able to do things, um, you know, get help that costs money, in what ways could you get help that might not cost money? Friends, family, technology, uh, kids. I know a lot of moms will say, oh, you know, I'm burned out. And it's like, well, is there a way to engage your kids in some of the processes more so that you're not carrying all the weight? Now, I know that when I go to help my kids clean their room or whatever it might be, that it does take energy to get them to do those things. But eventually, if we're consistent, we could get out of the business of doing some of the things for them if we put in the effort on that front end. So how can you find those avenues in your life for support from others in your family, your friends, your, your network, and maybe trade off, right? That's one of the things I love about the, the mom network. And I, I hope it exists in the dad network or parent network in general, thinking about how could we trade that I'll help you with your kids on this day, you take my kids on this day so that we can both have a break and we can connect as parents and, and help each other do that in a way that works for both of us. Um, and then thinking about are there one expenses that you have that you could cut out because a lot of times we are anxious and worried about working enough or getting laid off because of financial stressors, and we only think about the income side of it, right? How can I make more money? What's going to happen if I don't make money? And we tend to not focus on the expense side of it. Are there expenses I could eliminate that would not make me need to make so much money, that would give me a little break if I needed to take a break between jobs? A way that I could build that nest egg so that I could have a uh, less challenging transition. And those are the hard conversations, but
but they're also the conversations that can really take some of the pressure off versus the conversations about, uh, you know, doing more, making more, all of that. If we take the time and really figure out how can you cut back on some things, now there's not as much pressure on you. I have to think about that in terms of losing weight too. You think about all the exercise and oh, I got to do all this to lose weight. And it's like, well, if I could cut back on eating a little bit, it would actually be easier. But sometimes those are the harder, more mentally challenging conversations to have with ourselves because it means that we will have to, um, you know, maybe make tiny sacrifices that we blow up to be a little bit bigger in our head sometimes um, in terms of eating that treat or spending the money on this thing that we like to spend money on. And we've got to make that hard decision for this, for our mental health. We're going to take another short break. And when we come back, give you a few steps that you can take to manage your burnout and get ready for a layoff. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about Burnout and layoffs. How do we manage both of these things? We've been talking a little bit about burnout already. Just a recap and thinking about what steps we might want to take. Always add in the good first. So a little tip, a little diet tip from Alton Brown that I've applied to other things. You would think about adding in the good first. So instead of starting with what do I need to eliminate, what can't I afford, all those types of things, we want to start by adding in some of the good. So what could you do to take care of yourself in the time and money allotment that you have right now? Whether that's a little meditation, a little walk, 
a little something. In Alton Brown's case, it was like broccoli, right? You add in something good first. I tend to do this when I am getting back on a, a health kick, try to stay on the health kick all the time. But when I've had to get off whatever for I'm sick or whatever, I was thinking about adding in the good first. For me, that is exercise, little walk, little exercise here then makes me feel better and I can choose to eat better. For other people, you know, it might be adding in those healthy foods first and then it's easier to eliminate the unhealthy foods or to start exercising after they've made that change. Kind of have to experiment and see what works with you to start by adding in some of those little good things. Then typically what I find is that my mindset shifts enough that I can think about making some of those other cuts that I need to make, whether that's cuts to my budget, cuts to the you know unhealthy foods that I enjoy. Um, and I would never say to cut those things out, but it might just be, it's a budget, right? It, whether, however you want to look at it, it's saying, okay, this is how much of this is, uh, is appropriate and available um, for my situation. Then we want to think about if we're moving into a place our company might be laying off, we're seeing a downturn in our industry, there is always, always a good time to be prepared. And when you think about being prepared, we think about it in three different areas. So one is your purpose, your focus, what do you want to do? And this is not like your grand purpose. If you're ready to think about that, great. But it's more when we think about what is it that you want to do next, what is it that you like to do, and are you clear with the people around you around that these are the things that you want to do more of in your work? And the reason you want to start getting clearer and clearer about that is that if you are laid off soon, what will people remember about you? What will people think about you? And how will you stand out to them and be memorable but then also, how are you working on your career management? And the first step of that is to get focused. So to really focus in on what are your strengths? What do you like to do? Remembering that a strength isn't just something you're good at, but it's also those things that give you life, that give you, uh, you know, give you energy. And are you communicating that to other people in a regular way that doesn't have to you know, sound pushy or whatever, because you're just clear and can communicating that in the things that you do, whenever you have an opportunity to shell, tell someone what you enjoyed or tell someone what you're looking forward to, that you are being uh, clear and consistent in that message. So that's that purpose piece. Then it's the people. How are you going to connect with people in your network so that you can maintain your connections and be ready if something were to happen to you or to someone else that you've got these relationships maintained. That might be making sure that your LinkedIn profile is not connected to your name, uh, your company email, but it's connected to your personal email so that you have access to that should something happen. And then also the people that you engage with on a regular basis, do you have access to them? somewhere that is not associated with your company. So that might be connecting to your vendors, partners, customers, et cetera, on LinkedIn or any other social media or industry forum 
where then you can reconnect with them. If you were laid off tomorrow, would you be able to reconnect with these people not using your corporate email? Because we know that the people, those who know us and would vouch for us are a huge part of our career business success, as well as our fulfillment and our mental health. It's all around. The people piece of it is so important for all the aspects of our career. And so we want to make sure we're thinking about that. We've got a, a plan. We've got an opportunity to connect with them. Should we be laid off tomorrow? Where are they? Where's their contact information? If I didn't have access to my corporate email tomorrow, would I still be able to connect to these important people to have been my network, who've been my supporters and who I am a supporter for as well. Then you think about the plan. So if you were to be laid off, what would be the first step? How would you move forward? Who would you talk to first? So going back to the people, what would be most important in that next job? Do you have companies that you're interested in? Do you have industry organizations that you participate in that could help you make a transition? What would that plan look like? I always tell my job seekers to start with a company list. What what companies do you want to work for? What companies need someone like you? Where, Where are your talents going to be appreciated? You start to build that list of companies and then you start to think about, okay, who works there? that I could start to make those connections to. And you circle back around again to the people piece. You'll see that as a a theme here, (laughs) the people, the people. And then you start to think about how could you bridge the gap between where you are now and where you'd want to be. And you might even start taking some of those actions while you're employed. Your employment may benefit from some of them and and therefore open the door for some of them. If you're making connections, building relationships, learning about companies, getting involved in professional associations, all of those activities can be done inside the context of your current job, perhaps, and also prepare you for if those layoffs move forward. Then, of course, you've got the plan part that is the finances. And This is one that we don't focus on probably enough when we think about layoffs. What will you do financially? How will you bridge that gap? Do you have an emergency fund? Can you start building one? What what resources would help you get from A to B if there is a layoff and you're out of work for a while? And of course, is there anything you can take advantage of with your current company's resources courses that are offered, a course platform you have access to, um, any kind of services you have access to that you could use before the layoff comes to spruce up your continuing education that then you can put on your resume to connect with people, to get any other kind of services you might have available, even if there's an EAP and someone that you can meet with with your financial planning anything that you can think of that you can do ahead of time so that you're not caught off guard. Health insurance, what will that look like? Do you have access to a bridge plan? Just thinking about those pieces. And this is one of those areas where you can start to feel overwhelmed and kind of bogged down 
It's very negative, right? Planning for these bad things. It's very negative. But the only worst thing is to have it happen and not have a plan. So we want to think about adding in the good stuff. And then what do I need to do to plan just in case? We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant next week with another great episode, and we can be part of your plan for just in case. We look forward to seeing you next week right here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thank you.